0: Today's podcast is sponsored by our amazing friends over at Adorama. Adorama is one of the best electronic retailers specializing in photo and video equipment. They also have a rad blog and video series highlighting content creators called Through the Lens, which you can find on their YouTube channel. We've partnered with Adorama to offer free education through the AOV Academy. So head over to AOVacademy.com for free online courses in photo and video. Welcome to another episode of the Art of Visuals Podcast. My name is Prince and I am your host. And today's guest is Mike Myers. He's a creative director slash writer and photographer from Chicago, Illinois. After spending several years in the ad industry, he discovered photography and took the last three years traveling and shooting as much as possible. While Mike mainly shoots urban landscape and drone photography, he's happy to chase good light in just about anywhere. This year's travel plans currently include Hong Kong, Thailand, and another trip across the Southwest U.S. Mike Welcome to the show, brother.
1: What's up, man? Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Dude, it's my pleasure. It's, uh, I'm excited to, to chop it up with you. I know you got an interesting background, and I'm excited to, to get into your story and, and share that with the rest of the AOV community. Uh, why don't we start with you just giving us a little bit more background on yourself?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I'm in Chicago now. I've actually lived here pretty much my whole life. I was born like one of the suburbs, and we bounced around Michigan and St. Louis for a few years, and then ended back. In another verb, and that's pretty much where I grew up my whole life. Um, went to school in Illinois, University of Illinois in Champaign, and then um, graduated and then started working in the advertising industry. I actually have a, a writing background. So, um, worked in advertising for a long, long time and, um, and, and really liked it, man. It's like a super creative industry. It just, it can wear you out after a while. That's kind of what happened to me, like, about three, four years ago, and then I just kind of... took three years off to kind of to kick it and um and shoot so it's actually when I was I was working at this uh this agency I had a ton of really interesting creatives and stuff in it Jason Peterson was actually the the chief creative officer there dude's like the apex predator of black and white photography man is really good really talented um and it just kind of got me in photography it just um I really liked it man like I, I bought a camera I got a and A6000 was my, was my first ride and um, just kind of like rolling around the city and shooting. It's funny if you take a look at your old shots, they're terrible, but you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, man, I just I just kind of fell in love with it like right away and then, you know, started getting interested in, uh, in kind of the, the editing process and stuff, you know, just like learning Lightroom and, and um, you know, Photoshop a little bit later on. So, And then we actually, I know I was talking to you about this a little bit, but we started one of the campaigns we did, we hired a bunch of um, Instagrammers and influencers to develop all of the content for this campaign. So we were sending them to like, you know, all over the world to shoot like the craziest stuff, right? They're going to the Caribbean and, you know, like just, just everywhere. Just, just shooting the craziest stuff. And I started thinking to myself, I'm like, man, these, (laughs) these guys really have it made, right? Like we're, we're sending them all over the world. They're shooting, they're getting this awesome stuff and we're paying them tens of thousands of dollars. I'm like, That would really be kind of an awesome job. And um, the unfortunate thing was that, you know, I didn't have a camera. I didn't know how to shoot. I didn't know how to edit. I didn't know Lightroom or Photoshop or own either of those problems. And I had like 400 followers on Instagram. So (laughs) I just kind of left that job and then took three years totally away from from advertising and um, just decided I kind of wanted to just travel and shoot and uh, I just kind of kick it for a while and just really kind of poured my heart and soul into learning the craft of photography and then you know learning about editing through Lightroom and Photoshop and I'm um, just trying to to get better every day and just learn something every day yeah man I guess that's about it that's kind of like my my journey into photography to where I'm at right now
0: nice that's already like such an interesting story coming from the ad agency background and working for Jason Peterson and and being exposed early on to like the influencer life and and things like that by working with these guys on the other side of the spectrum. That said, what were you doing with all your free time like outside of work before photography and like what was the catalyst that made you really want to pursue photography full time? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the funny thing about
1: advertising is you don't have a lot of free time outside of work. It it'll You know, you get used to it after a while because you just get sucked into these like eighty-five hour weeks and hundred-hour weeks. I mean, I worked a hundred and twenty-three hour week once, but yeah, I was into. um, I do triathlon every year, so I'm you know into into working out and 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 training for that. And I mean, you know, I'm into other stuff, but um, photography just got kind of a, a grip on me, man. It was just one of those things that. Like I kind of have like an obsessive personality. And once I got a hold of it, man, that was it. Like and it was so cool to be able to see, like you would watch some, you know, YouTube tutorials and you would see like, oh my God, like it would teach you something that would totally open up like a new way to think about shooting something or editing something. And I just I just really got insanely interested in it. And that was kind of happening at the same time that the that particular job that I had was just crushing me. And my dad also had some some health problems, like just like getting, nagging kind of stuff. It Was you know he was constantly going to like physical therapy and having surgeries and stuff like that. And he kind of envisioned his retirement as being this utopia where he'd be golfing and doing whatever the hell he wanted to every day. And he wasn't able to do that. And I'm like I don't want to spend the next you know forty years of my life in an office where that's what's happening to me at the end. I'm like I need some time off while I'm still young-ish to like travel and kick it and do whatever the hell I wanted to and not have to worry about any of that kind of stuff that comes at the age that you normally retire and you know so I had those three years that I basically took off for the most part of not working in advertising to just kind of focus on on just traveling and doing what I wanted to do and a lot of that was centered around photography so that's what kind of was the impetus for me going down that road
0: how did you afford to just leave your job and focus on photography and traveling for three years i just
1: ate my entire savings account down to nothing
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i mean I'm, I'm sure all the fiscally responsible people out there are just like cringing like what the hell's wrong with this guy but um yeah i just, I, I i didn't care man i i just didn't care i like i'd gotten to the point with with work where you know, when you're like, you're so kind of entrenched in it and like the amount of money you're making and like what you're doing and like, this is just what I do. Like I'm an ad guy and you don't kind of step back and think about like a bigger picture of what the hell it is you're doing with your life. And I think, you know, some of the stuff that was going on with my dad, I kind of had that ability to kind of step back and look at it. And I'm like, I, this, this isn't right for me right now. I need to at least take a break. And, you know, I've got some money put away where I had the ability to do that and, I'm just going to keep doing that until I can't do it anymore. So, yeah, I, you know, it's not not something I necessarily recommend. But if you've got a bunch of savings to burn and don't mind ripping through all of it in three years, then yeah, have at it.
0: Dude, that's awesome. That it takes a lot of courage to just take a blind leap of faith like that to to more or less love yourself and to do something truly a hundred percent for you and and not doing things for other people. I'm I'm curious, with working a job that much, was there any other side effects that came along with that? Like, I know for me personally, when I was working in tech uh, years ago and I was working similar to you, you know, working 80-hour, 90-hour, 100-hour weeks, you know, I had a terrible relationship, you know, I was kind of an ass to the girl I was dating at times. I was partying a lot, you know, trying to numb, numb myself because I just, I mean, all I, all I knew was work and, and raging. So I'm just curious if you had any other challenges or things that you had to overcome, uh, with a job like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I was lucky enough to get some pretty understanding girls. So, you know, with the exception of a few arguments here and there, I think they were, they were pretty cool about it. And You know, they understood that it wasn't something that I was doing by choice. And, um, you know, I, I definitely tried to like, put aside as much time as I could for them. Cause you know, you want to, plus you owe it to them. But yeah, man, I mean like <laughs> advertising, you burn it down pretty good at the bars afterwards when you can't, I mean, advertising people are definitely a bunch of partiers, especially on the creative side like I was. So yeah, I mean, we, you know, we were going out a, a ton. I was on the road for I think like four months between um, LA, New York and Austin just, working a ton of hours and doing a bunch of great work. I mean, we were super stoked about it, but it was, uh, you know, we we're going out every night after that. And, you know, I just, it came a time It was probably about like, I don't know, something like four years ago or something like that it was really before I started shooting. I was just like, I'm going out too much. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, so I'll just like take a break. And that break just, I never started drinking again. I just kind of like hung it up for, I was like, oh, I'll take a month or two off or something like that. And then I was like, I don't really miss this. And, um, and to be honest with you, it's just like, not a very productive usage of your time I and mean, you don't have a ton of time to begin with because you're working so much, you kind of need to value it a little bit more. But at the same time, I was like, okay, well, now there's this time that I would have been going out or doing this or like going to the bars with my friends. What am I going to do? And photography luckily is one of those things that, you know, you don't need a store to be open like nine to five or whatever. Like you can go out and shoot 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365. So mm-hmm. it was one of those things that kind of fit real neatly into like where the arc of my life was taking me and something I could get excited about doing anytime. So it was kind of like the confluence of, of me needing something else in my life that was more positive and then me kind of also needing to step away from advertising for a bit, and that really kind of gave me something where you know, it was like a bit of my North Star for a bit where I could be like, all right, I'm just going to see where this leads me for a bit and, and see how it goes, and that's kind of what happened.
0: That's cool, man. It's uh, I'm not anti-drinking. I still drink, but not nearly, you know, maybe a cocktail or two here and there, but nothing like, you know, going out and partying like I used to. It's funny, you, you realize, you know, that stuff doesn't really serve you all that much, and oftentimes it, it, it leads to other challenges, and, and, and whether it's relationships, your work life, et cetera. And I'm just curious, since you stopped drinking, what what noticeable differences have you realized? I just I just think you know from
1: from a time perspective, you just you get more valuable time back, you know. And then, I think when you kind of step away from it, I mean, like so much, you know, living in Chicago, like every single thing that happens in the city revolves around alcohol in one way or another. Whether you're going to a game or whether you're going to the beach or like whether you're going to the bars to watch you know, Cubs, Bears, Bulls, Hawks, whatever. I mean, it's just somehow always involves that. And when you're not kind of into that, then it just frees you up to have more time to focus on something that's more productive. You know, I do triathlons and stuff too, like I was telling you, and maybe I would have pushed more into that, but I was kind of like, I'd done that pretty hardcore and like done an Ironman and I'd, I'd been messing around with that for like a good like 10 years. And I was kind of like, all right, like I've kind of, Accomplished what I wanted to accomplish in that, and I was kind of ready for like something new and interesting, and you know, photography really, really fit that bill. And it's something that I'm still, you know, just as excited about now as I was when I kind of discovered it, which is, I think, a really good sign that it's, it's going to be something that you know isn't, isn't going anywhere as far as something that I'm interested in in my life. You know,
0: right? No, that's, dude, that's, that's really. It's
1: It's not going to be a fad. (laughs)
0: Right. I don't think everyone feels that way. I think there's a lot, I've seen a lot of people burn out. Um, so it's really cool that it is something that you're really passionate about and you still love it just as much. I was curious during this three, this three month, this three year travel that you were doing and and getting into photography, at what point did you start taking it a little more seriously? And, And what were those steps you took to, you know, to formalize, I shouldn't say formalize like the business, but what steps did you take to you know, from having a good time and getting into photography to I'm going to pursue this as a career?
1: Yeah, I think it's just kind of one of those things that happens organically. Like, it's not necessarily something that you like 100% set out to go do. You know, for me, it was just like, I'd kind of given myself permission to not work. And I didn't really think that I was, you know, I didn't say like, I'm going to not work for three years, but it was like, man, this not working thing, like this is where it's at. You know, Like I was definitely enjoying it and I was enjoying the freedom just to just be able to, to travel to wherever I wanted to. So I just, you know, kept doing it as long as I could You know, pick up some jobs on the side and still do some freelance work. And, you know, I think that you just kind of keep like traveling and you keep learning and then, you know, you kind of see your work start to take an arc from where it's like, you know, I don't know how. You know, I, I'm sure people start out at different levels with photography, but let's just say I was not good when I started. Man, like it. You know, it took me a while to kind of to figure stuff out, and you know, I feel like I'm still figuring stuff out every day. But um, I think is you know, you kind of see that progression of your work, and it like starts to get to the point where you're like maybe I could do this. Like, you know, if, if, if I keep, if I keep learning and I keep trying to get better and I keep trying to make every shot, you know, that I, that I put out there better than the last one, like there might be a shot at me having some kind of career in this. And you know, like the, the more and more that progresses, I think the more and more you kind of see it as a, as a possible reality. And then the, you want it even more because you can start to see that light at the end of the tunnel getting like a little bit brighter every day. Mm-hmm. So it makes it just, like, a little bit more attainable.
0: Oh, definitely. So with your agency background, was there anything that you learned working in the agency for all those years that you were able to incorporate to the artistic side of your photography? To the actual, like, artistry of it, probably not
1: as much. I think that comes a lot more on the business end of things. Mm -hmm. I think— I'm going to ask you that next. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like— As far as like taking a shot, um I, I just shoot for what I what I like. Like, you know, I, I shoot what I want to see. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I'll have like an idea of what the end product's gonna look like, or maybe not. Maybe I'm just like, you know, you stumble across something, you're like, Oh my god, I have to shoot that. Like, look at the way the light hits that, or look how cool this is, or or wow, I haven't seen anything like this before. And like that's what compels me to shoot. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that I'm shooting. It's not necessarily like being fueled by anything that I necessarily learned um from the from the ad industry background. But I think like for sure, as it comes, as it pertains to the business end of it, yeah. I mean, because we work with photographers, I've worked with influencers, I've worked with countless clients. You know, I know how their minds work, and I know what it is that they're trying to accomplish when they give you an assignment. So, I think that background definitely helps me in this. That you know, if somebody's just like a straight photographer or a straight influencer and don't have that kind of background, that they know like the shot list and they know what they're supposed to shoot but they might not necessarily understand like the business objectives behind why I'm doing this campaign. Right. And so it kind of being able to understand that end of it could help me be a better photographer, a better photographer in this that I understand what it is that they're trying to do with whatever campaign it is that I'm shooting. Mm -hmm. I think that gives me like a definite advantage in that area. I'm like super grateful to have that background because I understand how everything works from, you know, when a client has a, you know, a brand has a business problem that they are going to need an influencer or a photographer to help solve. Like I understand how the progression of it goes from like that seed all the way down through, you know, when I'm clicking the shutter to editing the shot and what that needs to look like and how polished that shot needs to be in order to make a client happy.
0: Right. No, I, I love hearing that. And now I'm curious if there's any literature or audio or any blogs or anything specific you know, within the industry that you guys read or utilize to stay up to date with marketing. So like we were just, like you were just saying, a lot of these guys are just creators, right? They're creative, they're photographers, filmmakers, and so they can maybe handle the creative objectives, but maybe they don't necessarily understand the business objectives that well. Do you have any like resources you could point people towards that would give them a little (sighs) bit more understanding on the actual business and strategy side of marketing and uh, advertising? Yeah, you know, it
1: would be great if I did. (laughs) (laughs) it's it's, um there's 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 a lot of people that that really pay like my friend matt who's been in the industry forever as well and we we partnered up on tons of stuff like that dude knows all the ins and outs of like everything that's happening in the industry and like all that kind of stuff and um i just i don't know man i i I can't say i can't be bothered with it because that's not true but um it's just not quite as important to me but like I'll keep an eye out. And, you know, this is something that I would keep an eye out to, like just any campaigns or anything that you see that are out there that are that are winning awards, like if you Google any advertising award shows, and take a look at the stuff that's out there. um, You know, I think you'll find that there's a lot of work out there that would be beneficial for somebody that's an influencer or photographer to take a look at, because, you know, maybe it was a social media campaign, or maybe it was a way that um, a brand or an ad agency leveraged an influencer or a photographer in an interesting way to create a campaign that was you know that was good enough to actually win an award. There's no reason that you couldn't look at what they did, be inspired by it, and then think of another idea that you could then pitch to a brand and sell yourself that way.
0: Absolutely. That's super sound advice. To just reverse engineer successful campaigns that you see and figure out how you can uh, take that wireframe and, and make it yours and utilize it for one of your brands. For
1: sure, man. I mean, I think you know if you take a look at, there's definitely a parallel in photography too, right? Like if you take a look at you know a shot and you're like, oh my god, I love this shot, right? Well, there's you're, you're going to be inspired by it, and like you know the idea isn't to just go out and get that exact same shot and edit it in the exact same way. Yeah, hopefully not you know the idea is that you look at it and you're like okay what is it about this shot I love so much you know other than just like, it was a cool location or whatever it's like oh man I really love the way that the light is in this you know like or the way that the edit is of the light or both and so you can kind of pick up that piece of it and then be inspired by that to go create something that's yours and make something that's totally different but still be inspired by that that thing that you saw somebody else do really well. So that's like the same parallel from ad campaign is like, Hey, you might've seen an idea that somebody did. That's really interesting for a campaign. Like you take a piece of that, that you really liked of it and then kind of make it your own and then you can pitch it to a brand and then try to sell that and then actually get a job out of it.
0: No, absolutely. I love that. Um, Yeah. You definitely have to, to be original and, and make it yours. But I mean, that's what art and, and being a creative is all about. A lot of it's just stealing multiple ideas, combining them and adding your own flair to it and bang, you know, magic, you know, hopefully it's magic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs>
1: for sure. I mean, I, you know, I think like you said, it's, it's, it's kind of being able to, to look at what, look at something that you really find interesting or engaging or beautiful. And then, you know, I think like the second step is it's like, you know, like we were just talking about is, is finding w- what is what is it about this that I find so cool? And then being able to kind of pull the things from people that inspire you and then do it in a, in a slightly different way that is more ownable. That's, you know, and then that that's kind of like what makes
0: yours, you know? Yep. Own it. So do you feel that working for an ad? At- Let me actually reframe this question. If you were talking to your 20-year-old self, would you say, hey, you should go work for an ad agency for a year and then go do your photography thing because there's a lot you could learn about the business side that you're going to need? Or would you just say, hey, pick up your camera, start reading blogs and various things and just figure it out? I mean, I would probably advise myself to do
1: both at the same time to be honest with you, which I know is kind of a cheap answer. It's kind of a a cop out of an answer, but I mean, I don't think there's any reason we couldn't have done both at the same time because if you take a look at like, I mean, given, you know, my 20-year-old self was a long time ago, but, you know, like, you know, the people that are kind of coming up now, whether it's, you know, in advertising or in photography and content creation, like, it's all about creating engaging work that reaches consumers in a way that interests them. And it speaks—it speaks kind of their language in a way where <clears throat> a brand is able to tell their story in a way where that a consumer is going to be receptive to it, right? So, in the same way that you could take a picture that someone's going to be receptive to, that's kind of the the same way with advertising. So, I think kind of learning both at the same time would have been cool. It just um, wasn't so much of a thing then as it is now. Right. But I, I, you know, I I, I definitely enjoy having that that background in advertising i think it's something that's going to be like super beneficial to me understanding kind of how the sausage is made right and to to being able to to not only set a bar higher for myself for what brand work needs to be and like what what work needs to be as far as the amount of polish that's on it when you're working for a brand but um you know also just to kind of understand like what a client might be looking for and then you know, just understanding how to talk to clients. I mean, you know, you've been in rooms, you know, pitching multi-million-dollar ideas to C level executives at fortune 500 companies. It's like, you know, not everybody is comfortable in a situation like that. And I've done that, you know, enough times where it's, it's not a big deal to to go do, you know, it's, it's one of those things like lots of people get nervous about, about presenting. And, you know, for me, it's always like, well, look, is there anyone else in the room that knows whatever it is that you're going to be presenting better than you? No, or at least they shouldn't. So what the hell are you nervous about? Like, you know yeah. this stuff better than anybody that's in that room, so just go in there and sell the hell out of it, you know? Or, or you know, if you're not confident about what you know, then then know it, learn it, and then you won't be nervous anymore.
0: Right.
1: But, you know, I'm glad that I've had that that kind of professional background where I know how to in situations like that and navigate rooms like that and navigate, you know, clients and kind of understand like, you know, if they're being one way or another, it's like, okay, like, this is how to deal with somebody like this to kind of move things forward in a positive way. Whereas if you don't have that professional background, something like that could totally catch you off guard and you might be out of a piece of work because you just know how to operate and navigate that situation.
0: Absolutely. I think communication is a huge one. Just being able to communicate professionally with the brands and the more knowledge that you have the more rapport you're able to build with the client and For sure. and the more trust that they have in you they don't you know a lot of these guys are talented but they're very much so just creatives and they don't understand yeah. any strategy and they start dropping three-letter acronyms like cpm and they're looking deer in the headlights <clears throat> and obviously that's going to raise some red flags with the client they're like oh maybe we should be working with someone that kind of understands what we're trying to do here a little better and as far as what you're talking about, as far as sales and things like that, all that stuff's super interesting. I think that's more like a psychological mind thing because pitching a hundred dollar project is legitimately the same thing as pitching a million dollar project. It's just two different price points.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's once... <laughs> a little bit more convincing for the million dollar project because you know they're they're rolling a fat stack in the middle of the table. They better make sure your
0: hand is really good. No, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So I was curious, what types of like social media campaigns uh, are you helping brands at with right now? You know, I'm just
1: kind of getting started with that stuff, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm still I still have my toe dipped in the the advertising world. I mean, I'm still doing um, some freelance copywriting and stuff. Um, I think, you know, as as time moves forward, I think working with I mean, obviously, like working with travel brands or automotive or anything that kind of parallels with the kind of stuff that I like to shoot um i have done some liquor stuff i've done some stuff with boosted board i think you know it's just it's just about being smart about kind of projects that you choose to take on and making sure that whatever it is that that brand represents and whatever it is that the products and services are all about kind of overlap with the stuff that you're doing like you know i get approached by like beauty brands and stuff all the time they're like hey you want to work with us and i was like i appreciate you reaching out but honestly like and I'll give them, you know, I'm like, you should reach out to this person, this person, this person, and this person. Like, I know they're really good. And, you know, there may be a trip photographer or whatever. I'm like, because like, I'm not your guy. Like, I take pictures of skylines and, like, natural landscapes and stuff. And, like, every once in a while, I'll do some portraits. But, like, you know, you don't want me doing, like, a beauty product. Or, you know, it's you, just.
0: You don't want to put up an eyelash tutorial on your feed? No, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't ever want to have
1: to do that, but you know, it's like, it's not good for the brand either. And it's like, it, it that's what it, right. it kind of, it kind of blows my mind a little bit too. Like I liken what kind of where people are at with social media right now, like to some degree <laughs> where brands are at with, with how they view social media with like how um, brand kind of viewed like the internet, like way back in like the early two thousands or like late 1990s, like they know they needed to be online. But they just, they yeah. didn't know how to do it. They just know they needed to be there.
0: right?
1: And like, you know, like the writings on the wall, I mean, social media is an extremely important part of how brands need to be marketing themselves, right? Like it's, it's an important way right. for consumers to understand what the brand is all about and be able to interact with the brand. It's it's just that they needed they need to do it, but they need to do it in the right way. If they do it in the wrong way, that's a colossal disaster, and it happens already on the platform that can do them the most harm if it's already on social media. So it's like they just if they if they do it the right way, it it opens up like such a huge opportunity for them and their and their brand when they do it the right way. So um, oh yeah, you know for for creators and influencers, I mean that's it's super exciting that that trend is kind of going that way you know it's moving you know kind of away from traditional media a bit and and kind of more into that into that social space
0: no absolutely there's a lot of brands that are very sharp and very dialed and know exactly what they're doing but for cool. just as many brands that there are that know what they're doing there's a lot of brands that are complete savages and have no idea what they're <laughs> doing on social and it has nothing to do with the size of the company like i'm talking multi-billion dollar fortune 500 companies like doing it terrible job on social media. And, yeah. and, and, and so I think that's why it's also so important for content creators, uh, especially if you want to do it professionally and get paid to work with brands to understand the marketing and advertising side. Because when one of these brands that don't know what they're doing, come to you for a photo shoot or for some, a post on your feed or whatever it may be, that's like the perfect opportunity to talk to them and and make them realize like, Hey, I'm not just a photographer. Like I really understand marketing. And like, I could probably take over your guys' social. I could clean up your brand. There's so much we could do to help you guys get better results. And here's some campaigns I've done in the past. And and those doors, when you when you unlock those doors, it goes from being you know five hundred bucks, you know five hundred bucks to a few thousand for a quick campaign to all of a sudden you have them on retainer for five grand a month. And it's like you have a full time salary off one client, and you still get to do your thing. And that's the difference I think between being a professional. Content creator and marketer, and just being a creative.
1: Yeah, I, I, I totally agree, and I think you know, that's that's kind of what's important that we talked about earlier. For somebody that's getting into this, is just to understand that like being able to take a really pretty photograph or string together, uh, you know, like a beautifully made video, isn't the whole thing. You know, like there's there's more to it. That there is kind of a, a business side to it, and you know, it's like if you want to learn that part of it, like that's totally fine you know, you can survive doing the other stuff. It's just adding that into your resume is just going to get you that much farther ahead. You know, I think too, like when, like, just like you said, man, if if a brand or a client is kind of working with you and they're just expecting like, oh, this this guy is just going to take like some nice video or some, some nice photos. And then, you know, they realize they're like, oh, wow, like, this person's a real professional. They have insights about my brand. Um, they have insights into how the market is viewing me. They have insights into like, oh wow, like this person's done, you know, been the voice of whatever on social media. And like they've actually written for them or like they know how this industry works and they've, they've got ideas about stuff that we can do with the brand that meshes well with content creation. Like that's just gonna make you invaluable. So, I mean, nobody's ever had anything terrible happen to them because they learned too much you know it's like oh yeah we'd we'd hire you we pay you more money but you just you're just so multifaceted that no way like it's just that said no one ever you know what i mean like the more the more you know about everything the more marketable you're going to be and the more useful you're going to be to whoever you
0: work with no dude absolutely i totally agree Um, so i'm taking a look at your feed here which obviously is just insane um thank you man i appreciate that yeah no absolutely you know we're definitely huge fans of your work and i was just curious was there anything like, why do you think you get such good engagement? Like you have amazing engagement, like likes tons and tons of comments, which is becoming more and more rare, you know, these days to see on, on, on people's channels, platforms, pages, whatever you want to call it. And so I'm just curious, you know, why you think that is, you know, I, I don't have like
1: a, a hard and fast answer for that. I'll just kind of tell you like, what I try to do and it's you know it's basically like you know what we kind of touched on a little bit earlier is to keep learning and make your stuff better than it was the day before and um, you know that's like just pushing yourself to like you know find something you know to to learn how to be a better photographer to look look for better comps to learn um, you know new tricks in Lightroom or Photoshop or teach yourself you know this isn't video isn't something that I, I do as much as I should is with the amount of video that I take with my drone but learning Learning from here, like learning After Effects, which I've taught myself for because there were certain things that I wanted to do with brain work. I was like, oh, the only way he's going to be able to do that is like to teach myself some After Effects. So I'll learn that of that, you know, kind of on my resume, too. And then I think just just kind of being active in the community. I think, you know, responding to a lot of the comments, I think probably has something to do with it. I think people probably intend people probably tend to engage more when you're engaging with them. You know, I think I've noticed accounts where, you know, nobody ever responds to comments that you just people just don't write that many comments because they don't feel like they're being listened to. And, you know, for me, it's just like it's one of those things like these these people are they're supporting you. They're looking at your work, you know, like the art that you're putting up there and they like it and they're encouraging you. And you know they're telling you that they love it, or you know they're sharing a story about about the when they went to that place or whatever. And it's like, I, I'm not saying that I respond to every comment because I don't, because you have to stop eventually because it would it would just consume you to respond to all of them. But I, I try to give it like a good two to two and a half hours after every post to to respond to as many comments as I can. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know, man. Like it's like those people are 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 like hardcore supporters of you and to just to never respond to them or not engage with them and like give them a thoughtful response back or like go check out their work and like, you know, comment on their stuff too. Like, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I I just, I feel like that's fair. Like I, I feel like that, you know, like the Instagram community is something that's that's pretty supportive and if it wasn't for the people that follow you, it just sounds like the stupidest comment in the world. But if it wasn't for the people that follow you, you wouldn't have any followers. So it's like, <laughs> it's, I know how dumb that sounds, but like they're, they're the people that support you. So to, to be able to at least, you know, kind of comment back and, and support them back, I think is is something that is, is it's just I don't know, it's just kind of how I roll it. It's just kind of part of how I interact on the platform, I guess. So I, you know, I, like I said, I don't have like a, a, a one hundred percent for sure answer on that, but I, I would I would hope that that's that's what it's from.
0: Right. No, I love that. I uh I'm curious. So you have this writing background, but right. I, I notice in your captions, like looks like sometimes you express some of that that creative writing, but I'm just curious why you don't, you know. I don't know. Like guess ext- really follow the yeah. caption or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, e- exercise the that. The sun that, that, was e- cresting <laughs> over the yeah. monument
1: valley. It was a crisp morning with snow <laughs> glistening from the, like from the valley floor. Like that's, um, some <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, like you'd think that I, I'm kind of like a non-traditional writer. Like it, it was one of those things that I found that I was, I was pretty good at and mm-hmm. I, I liked like. The thing I liked about being a writer in advertising, it was more kind of about the idea than necessarily was about the words. Like sometimes if you're writing like a, a headline, it's just a really like clever headline. But it was more about being creative. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wasn't like one of those like like half the, half the copywriters, like, you know, they go home and like you just do whatever. You know, you go out to the bars or you're hanging out with your friends or whatever. And then like the other half would be like, oh, I can get home and like really write. And those are the people that would do like poetry or write short stories. And that kind of, I wasn't the kind of writer. And never have been right so for me, it's not something that I'm like super in love with like hey I 'm really gonna sit down and, and and put together like a beautifully written addition to to what this shot is because for me like what I always wanted to know I, I you know when you start out and you have like you don't know anything about photography and you're like looking on Instagram and you're seeing all these people and they have like these beautiful shots and it's just like oh my god you just you want to know everything about like everything that went into that shot or, or what went into that location, or you just kind of want to know about like the, the person, the photographer themselves. Right. Right. So for me, like, I like to try to share a little bit about like what I was seeing when I took that shot or like what that morning was like, or, um, like I, you know, it never snows here. And like, we were so stoked because we got snow this morning and, um, you know, and like the, and the morning before we had this awesome sunrise. And if you want to see that, like, you know, check this post, it was, it's more like Kind of the behind-the-scenes stuff mm-hmm. that 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 I always was kind of craving when I was looking at photographers whose work that I admired. So I think that when I'm doing the captions, it's kind of a little bit more of like an insight into either like how I'm feeling or you know what I'm thinking or like we're kind of like what went into a specific shot.
0: Right. So I I notice on your profile you have a link to your shop, and you have a bunch of various prints for sale. I'm always curious when I see people selling prints. I'm always curious to how many units they're actually moving monthly. Do you have like an idea of how many prints you're selling per month?
1: Uh, I'd say probably somewhere between like one to three thousand prints a month. One? uh, No, (laughs) I'm kidding, dude. I just (laughs) just realized I'm like one to three. 3, like oh my god man, this guy must be rich. I'm like I wouldn't be working either. Well, dude,
0: I was gonna. It, I, I I I missed. I totally missed the one when I heard three thousand, and I was just like, holy cow! Like I talked what, to so many people, no one's really selling prints. And would it have mattered if it was only one thousand prints? Like that would be a ton too, man. Yeah, like that would if be. You, if you said twenty prints, I'd be like, dude, holy cow, that's solid.
1: No, I'm I'm not moving anywhere near that that much. Um. And you know, I, I I give a lot of them away. Like yeah. I, I I do I do print giveaways all the time. Right. Um Like like I like at least once a month I'll do a print giveaway. But um, yeah, I mean, like sometimes people, you know, they just obviously they they want the shot and like you know for for me it's super cool that that somebody would want to like buy it and print it and and like hang it in their home or like give it as a gift. Like I don't know. I, I don't think I'm the only one that feels that way, but I just think it's really cool when someone likes your stuff enough that they want it hanging in their house or they think that it would make a gift that would mean something to somebody else and it's
0: a picture that you took. like It's kind of an honor if you think about it. No, it's a huge honor. I, personally, I'd much rather – I love talking about printing with people because I, I print stuff all the time, my own work. I buy work from other people to have in my office, et cetera. And there's something magical about printing, like – Artwork has energy, like real prints, and it can change the entire energy and vibe in a home or any specific space. But at the same time, it's so interesting that you know, even a photographer like yourself that has mind, like I can understand why some people don't sell prints, but your work is mind blowing. Like I, you know, I land on your, your, your shop page and I'm just like looking at all these photos and I'm like, ah, I'm like drooling. I'm like, dude, I want all these in my office. <laughs> <Thanks> <laughs> like so I much, want man. these things, like I want this, my whole wall to be this photo. Um, but I'm curious, like, why do why do you, what do you think it is? Do you think people aren't buying prints? Do you think specific photographers you know, just don't have enough traffic going to their website to move prints. I'm just curious what your take is on that because, I mean, your work is stunning. And I think being with your work in the right setting or the right place in front of the right people, I think like it would sell all day long, you know? Yeah. First of all, thank you. And second of all, like,
1: I, I think people are just so caught up in in the fact that the world is digital that it just doesn't occur to them that would be something to like, hang up and print you know it's like it's something like it's on instagram or it's on this site and it's like i'm looking at it on my phone or my ipad or maybe my computer and like that's just where it lives and it's cool to look at and it's not like people aren't thinking oh home decor like when they're flipping through instagram they're they're just in the mindset of like looking at cool photography Mm -hmm. um and you know i don't i don't push my prints on my site like I did, like, a 30% off promotion around Christmas, and I think I put, like, one story about it. And, of course, like you know, I think I sold, like, two prints or something like that. And it's just, I don't know. It just feels kind of salesy. Like, I don't, right. like, I'm not, you know, on social media to, like, make money off my photography by selling prints. I, yeah, I didn't I didn't get on social media, and, like, I don't do photography to, like, try to sell prints to, to people that follow me.
0: Wouldn't that be nice? But, like, but, y- y- the funny thing is that people actually bought prints like if there was a way for us to sh- to educate or show someone like the value of actually having a print in your home that would change the game I mean y- y- if you looked at like the combined audience of people on Instagram w- we are the minority right like the actual creators the people that are actually out taking these images versus the amount of people that are just consuming the content on the platform if they were to consume if they were to buy prints the way they c- consume content at it at a tiny decimal fraction of that, rich, man. like everyone, like everyone would be able to make a great living. Like, you know, I don't know about rich, but everyone would be able to make a great living doing something they really enjoy doing. Yeah. Or at, at the very least you'd have like very respectable side hustle,
1: you know? Absolutely. Like, for sure.
0: Um, it's a yeah, very I mean, brand like, dominant world right now. And it's, you know, it's something I think about all the time. Like and I don't know if you, I'm curious if you have any ideas, but it's like, how do, because prints are so important and you don't realize the value of a print until like, and it's, it's like something, it's like wine. It gets better with age. It's like the older it gets, places change, new buildings go up, things die, totally. things disappear. Totally. And it's like, I have this print and you'll never even be able to see this place like this again, because, you know, 10 years from now, it might not even exist. Well, and that's the, and the crazy thing too is like we have these cameras that are
1: capable of like capturing a dirt on the on the ass of an elephant at like three hundred yards away, and we're looking at everything on an iPhone. You know, it's like it's like I have these like massive like twenty one shot panos that I've taken with the, my drone of like the skyline at, at sunrise, and like you can zoom into them like an insane amount, and like if you blew it up to like you know even. 10 15 feet wide it would still not be pixelated it would Stunning. be amazing man and like you're missing out on all of those details like all of them and like additionally like spend so much time editing and like making sure everything is like super on point and you it all gets lost in in instagram it because you, you're not going to see it man like the details are just too small but if you blow it up into print everything looks totally different
0: dude you're so, so you're so right it, it's a shame and it, it, my buddy it's a shame it is a shame one, my intern went down to chris uh burkhard's studio and he was mind blown. i remember him calling me afterwards and be like holy cow like you know i follow him on instagram but it's one thing to see slightly pixelated photos you know on an on a social media app yay big you know an inch by an inch or whatever it may be on your phone or device uh, he's like, but seeing these massive—he has huge prints all over his office—and seeing his actual work blown up on a photograph and touching that and looking at that and the detail—it's mind-blowing. And there's no better way to experience a photograph than the actual physical print. Yeah, it's 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 funny,
1: man. Like when you when you look at it on a different medium, it becomes a totally different experience and art form that it does when you're looking at it on a digital screen it's a totally
0: different experience no absolutely totally different. have you ever thought about doing like a print book i've noticed yeah i'm always just curious to hear the different things people have tried sometimes people are selling prints and the prints don't do well but then they create a print book and it's like they're moving books they've sold 60 books in two months you know yeah it's the books
1: are cool like i used to make um a, a book from my mom and I give it to her for for Christmas every year It was just kind of like, you know, the, the best shots of the year. Like that's he loved right. it. It was like, it's cool. And like,
0: that's the best gift you know, too,
1: dude. That's so rad. She, yeah, she, she totally loved it and was like super stoked about it. And like, I just thought, you know, when I got the idea, I was like, oh, this will be cool. i like, I think my mom will, will, will look something like this for, for Christmas. And then like, you actually get the book and you're like, damn man, like, you know, it's not like, you're just – you're seeing your pictures in a different way and you know even just blowing them up a little bit like big enough for a book. It's so like a totally different experience. They just look different. It's just – it's yeah. richer, man. It's just so much richer.
0: And there's something nice about uh, like even if you're just printing for yourself, there's something so nice – about being able to go in your living room and just grab from a stack of books and just pull out a random book from three years ago and look what you were up to versus good luck going to your computer. Good luck even remembering those photos exist three, four years from now and trying to find them on your computer on whatever hard drive that's in whatever cabinet, you know, yeah. like stacked with everything else. Like that's my thing with digital and especially with digital cameras. we People are taking so many photos. They're storing so many images. Like when do you even go back to enjoy these? Like these images are dead.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, for sure, man. I mean, you know, I think for like photographers, you definitely go back and like you look more often because – you know, like when you go on a trip, you'll edit like the ones you're like, Oh my God, like I cannot wait to get home and, and like get at like these seven photos, but you've taken 10,000 from the trip and you'll forget. So you go back. I mean, I'm still finding shots from like Cuba that I took like a year and a half ago. And I was like, Oh man, why didn't I edit that? Like, i like this. Or, you know, it's like, Oh man, I totally forgot about the show. Like, why did not I not edit this? Like <laughs> amazing thing that I saw. So like, I, I think you know, for us, like we're, we're, We're always going back and like looking at stuff that we did, but we're missing a ton still.
0: Right. I'm curious. Are you, are you one of those guys that it does, it looks like you post every day and you have so much content. And what I love about you is that it's all so different. Do you, do you space your content out so that it looks like constantly fresh or are you just traveling that much?
1: I try to like mix it up at least between like cityscapes and landscapes. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, you know, so I'm not posting like 20 cityscapes in a row and then like twenty landscapes in a row or whatever. I think a lot of like whatever it is that I'm posting that day just kind of has be like, you know, mood I'm in. Like if I feel like editing a landscape or feel like editing a cityscape or, you know, sometimes, you know, you might've been looking for a certain photograph the day before, and like stumbled upon like three or four or five photographs. You're like, Oh man, like, that's a dope shot. Let me write that down so I know to come back to it the next day. Um, Mm. I I tried for a while to do different tones. I was like, oh, it's going to be like, you know, every third shot will be like blue tones and then like I'll do, you know, two shots that are more like my normal orange kind of stuff, um, warmer tones or whatever and like that lasted like nine shots and then (laughs) I was like, didn't have a blue shot to post and I was like, ah, F it, like, (laughs)
0: that's (laughs) not going
1: to work. I guess I just don't have the, like the patience to try to curate my feed that way right yeah i think it's 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 mainly just kind of like what i'm in the mood to edit what i'm in the mood to post for that particular Mm -hmm. day or or timeliness too like if it just snows or something like that or if it's like you know like sometimes it's you're in the middle of a heat wave in like mid-july and you'll throw up a snow shot you know or you know you throw up a, a good summer shot in the middle of winter like help remind chicagoans that we endure this for seven months every year you know
0: right so yeah i think just kind of a mix of any one of those things. What do you think it is about your work that helps it stand out above some of the noise in the space? Like you've obviously built a great following. You have phenomenal engagement and your photos are really unique. What do you think it is about them that captivates people? Well, that's a great question, man.
1: Uh, I, I would like to think that it's that people can tell that I put care into each shot that it's not like just haphazardly edited that it's not you know like oh yeah i just slapped a preset on it and threw it up and like that was my five minutes that i spent with this i mean like i'll i wish it didn't take me as long to edit as it does but i mean i i spend at least an hour on every photograph that goes up you know sometimes three to five hours you know Mm. depending um and i think a lot of that is just like i'm not a photoshop wizard i mean i i definitely know lightroom and inside and out but that gets you like 60 70 percent there and then my stuff into Photoshop and there's invariably like, you know, like if there's highlights of a certain part of that shot that are blown out and I've done, you know, bracketing where I have different exposures, then it's time to do some luminosity masks and like make sure that I don't have any highlights that are blown out or make sure that my shadows aren't, you know, too dark and that I can recover those. And like, you know, and I take a look at the people that inspire me the most it looks like every single pixel of every single shot that they ever post has had personal attention to it. It's just that you look at it and you're like, there's nothing wrong with this. There's not a single thing on this that you could point at and be like, well, that's messed up. Or I can see what they did there. Or like, they should have done this. Or the highlights are blown out. Or I can't see the shadows there. Like, It's just a very polished piece of work that you can tell somebody really took their – their time with because it was important to them that when it was finished they really liked it and they thought it was beautiful and they thought it was something that was like ready to be shared and like th- that that to me is like what I would hope is why people are interested in looking at it or and you know intrigued with it
0: absolutely do I love what you said I'm gonna have to use that as a quote but you said something about like every single pixel has been touched yeah and or, I or it had like yeah, go ahead. Well, it's it's that level of attention to detail I think is what sets you apart from your your average photographer is like that that type of professionalism and and going taking that next step further to just make your work stand out. Um one last creative question before we are coming up on time to wrap this up, but I was just curious. What's your creative process like when you pull up to go out and shoot? Like what are you looking for? Or what's that process? Like you got headphones on with music, dancing around a share on the on the highway looking for the shot or like what are you? <laughs>
1: no, not that. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so um I
0: don't
1: Sorry, know. Sorry, like, I do. I just I just totally that's, that's what I do. No, dude. I mean, do you, man, that's, that's what it's all about. There's, <laughs> there's no rules, right? Um, so yeah, it's, it's probably, it's probably different for, for each shot, man. I think, you know, part of it depends on what the environment is for that day. Like, You know, if it's Chicago and it's like I'm shooting North Avenue Beach for the 10,000th time and it's like, you know, negative 20 degree wind chill and it's, you know, been in like sub zero temperatures for months, my process is probably a lot different than like if I'm rolling up on a spot on like a mid July day or something like that. But yeah, I mean, just try to find something that. I, like, you know, if, like when you roll up on a horseshoe bend, you're going to take the shot that everybody else takes because you just are. Because there's a reason that it's the shot that everyone takes because it's dope. It looks cool. It's an awesome frame. But yeah. you know, I think like after that kind of initial, like all right, look, like the low hanging fruit stuff wears off. Then it's all about like taking a look at what's around you and finding out, finding an interesting way to capture what's there in a way that you haven't seen before. Um, and you know, that could just be paying attention to the the light is hitting a building or a tree or a canyon or something like that. And it's like, okay, like this is going to look best at 300 millimeters or, um, you know, the scale of everything is really what's most impressive here. And you know, that's going to call for this lens or that. lens. so I think it's, it's kind of taking stock of what the surroundings are and, and finding what the most interesting thing is and then finding a way to capture it in, in a way that you haven't seen done before. And, you know I think that's it's one of the things that I actually love the most about photography is that it and i I noticed this like right away when I first started shooting is that it makes you pay so much more attention to everything around you than you would if you weren't into it it just it just does like you're constantly looking around noticing like light and people and and colors and textures, and like everything becomes mm. important for you to look at because you, you're kind of looking for shots, but at the same time, it's just your brain has been retrained in a way to notice the details and to just notice what's around you. Right. Uh, that's one of the things I love the most about it, man. It It's just, it totally changes way you look at everything.
0: Yeah. I love it. I appreciate you sharing that. Dude, it's been really wonderful to sit down and talk with you. Uh, the way we normally end these podcasts is we allow our guests to kind of leave the AOV community with some type of inspiration or motivation. You have a lot of wisdom and, and a lot of uh, valuable things, I think, to share with uh, some of the younger people in, in the community. And I'd love to give you the floor now to go ahead and, and drop some knowledge in whatever way you see fit.
1: Yeah, man. Well, um, yeah, first of all, thanks, thanks so much for having me. It's really been an honor to to sit and chat with you. And, yeah, like, you know, I, I think secondly, just to to just kind of set your mind on whatever it is that you want to do and and understand that it's going to take work to get there. And, um, but if it's important enough to you that it will definitely pay off in the end. And I don't think anything is out of reach. I think it's just a matter of amplitude. You know, if you, if you want something bad enough, there's absolutely no reason why you can't have it. And I think, you know, it's one of the, the awesome things about the world that we live in today is like, you literally have free access to a limitless amount of learning that, you know, like you don't have to wait to learn anything. You don't have to go to college to learn how to be a photographer or a videographer or a producer or whatever. You know, all of that knowledge is there for you. And, you know, use the people around you that, that know what's up and that have, that have a little bit more experience than you do. And, like, don't be afraid to reach out and, and ask those people questions. Like, you know, people reach out to me all the time and are constantly asking me, You know, hey, I had this idea or that idea or whatever, and it's like, look, man, or woman, I, you know, give you as much info as I as I can on it. Like, this is the knowledge that that I have, and and try, uh, you know, to be as inspirational as possible because there's there's literally there's there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to accomplish whatever it is that you want to do. So I would just say, you know, leverage the resources around you, and and understand that it may not be easy, but if if it's something that's important enough to you and you apply yourself, then you can kill it in whatever it is you want to do
0: absolutely no excuses go and get it Mike Myers make sure to give him a follow at mmyers76 on Instagram Mike I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to come on the show and, and chat with me and I'm really excited to put this episode out man it was really really good lots of great value I think the community's going to love it uh, you had some great insights some very valuable pointers awesome background unique story um, and it's just always exciting for me to, to, build relationships with the people within the community and, and get to know people a little bit better, which is another reason why I love doing these podcasts. So I appreciate you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the AOV podcast. Our goal here at Art of Visuals is to keep everything free and to keep creating great tools and resources for you guys to utilize to to achieve all your guys' dreams in the photography, filmmaking, and content creation world, even entrepreneurship. With that said, we've picked up Adorama as a sponsor to help us cover some of our costs and we're grateful for them. All we ask of you guys is if you're going to purchase gear, we'd really love it if you guys would head over to adorama.com and make your purchase there instead of uh, elsewhere. And just know that when you guys do that, you guys will also somewhat be supporting Art of Visuals and allowing us to continue to create great content for you guys, uh, like our podcast, our free app, um, and a lot of the other great things we do. Also, if you listen to the podcast, all of the AOV presets are now free. So check out our website, shop.artofvisuals.com. Go get some free presets. The artist presets are still for sale. If you want to support the artist and you should support the artist, Uh, Just know that that money goes to them and we're also going to be reworking that commission structure here in the next month. So we're really stoked about that. But go get some free presets. And if you guys want to buy gear, please support us, help us out. Go to Adorama.com. Peace.